you know, we're going to pop in for y'all on the ground days. Y'all know we're going to go on the ground days. Congratulations. Uh, I appreciate, I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that, man. Willie. Okay, Mahogany. We see you. Huge accomplishment for me. Thank you. Know the routine. You. Raise your hand if you want. If you, when you're ready to be a panelist, or if you want to stay on the sideline, let us know. Type in the box on the side box. We got this discussion. Let's go, Jurassic. Let's go, Mahogany. Jurassic yeah, <laughs> ain't here yet. We got to see. Jurassic joined us this week on our podcast. Oh yeah. Is that my podcast? girl? There she. We was just <laughs> It was a good discussion. Huh? I said Jurassic, Jurassic um, was a guest on our podcast on Saturday. On, on over what's the going weekend. on? What's going on, lady? Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, so we gave everybody five minutes to show up. Whoever's, you know, shows up, we'll add them on or, you know, we'll keep them posted on the comments and things of that nature. So today... I mean, I don't know if y'all seen everything pop up on Facebook, but today's discussion is who the hell are you? <laughs> so the, we got this discussion, I mean, we, we got this topic because obviously we research relationships. We see relationship specialists out there and see what they're talking about. And I mean, we research, we go through our own research to make sure what we're saying is that it's accurate on the things that we're not as, you know, vers well versed on. And at the same time, we you know, there's things we're adding to the relationship building forum. But we always come across a lot of relationship specialists and they're, you know, the main thing is that they talk about don't never get in a relationship with somebody who doesn't accept you for who you are. And I don't know about everybody else, but I've been asking people who they were since I was about 15. And it seems to be the deepest question in the planet. So we all have an understanding. We say we know who we are, but do we truly know who we are? Because when I'm asking it, they're asking me to stop being so analytical, stop being so deep. And it seems like a simple question to me because everybody wants to be in a relationship and they want people to accept them for who they are. But if you don't know who you are, then what? So what we're gonna ask everybody is, you know, give us an example of who you are. Now, obviously, you don't have to give us a book, but give us a quick synopsis of who you are. You know what I'm saying? I already see Darrell over there with the wheels turning. <laughs> I see the wheels turning. I see Drastic back there. You know, life's good. Yeah, yeah. Part of me everybody. Good night. Uh, hello, everyone. Part of me being late. No, hey, everybody. Life's good. I mean, we got we got a decent decent amount of people up here today, so that's smooth. You know, if everybody hasn't already, share. Yeah, share share the video share on Facebook. Share the link. You know, so other people so, benefit from this discussion. But, so yeah, go ahead, Darrell. So real quick, um, before I answer the question, and if if y'all don't know my background with Aziz, I was a freshman in college when I met him, and I remember you asking me this question. And I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. I was 18 years old. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. And you asked me it multiple times, but I couldn't answer the question. And so I basically what I'm saying to you is, now that I'm 35 years old, I can answer that question now. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that comes with age. I, so, I mean, I don't think you can really answer that question as a 
a young adult, but you're not there yet. You don't like you need time to grow, and you and you need. Oh, you broke. Okay. Okay. Okay, you back? Go ahead. What you were saying? No, nah, sorry about that. Someone called me. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm on my phone. But nah, nah, I mean, long story short. Um, you breaking up again. When I was in college, especially when I was my first year at, at 18 years old. I, I... Go ahead. We can hear you better now. You can hear me now? Yeah, 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 we can hear you now. Yeah, I mean, so I was just saying that I that I couldn't, um, I couldn't answer that question when I was 18 years old. But I can answer that question now. So I think that question, as far as um, who you are, that comes with age. Don't think you can answer that as young as 18 to 25. I, you know, what I mean, for the most part, but now that we're all grown, I think we have a better answer to that. Definitely. So, what's your answer? You gave, I mean, a, now, gave a background, but what's your answer? I mean, if someone asked if someone asked me that question now, I mean, I'm an educator, I'm a father, I'm an activist, I'm an athlete, I'm a uh, uh, believer in God. Like I can go on and on, you know what I'm saying? But that's how I would answer that question now. Okay. Okay, drastic mahogany. All right, so yeah, the, the way the way I would answer it is a little different. I know most people, when you ask them who they are, they'll, they'll uh, you know, give you they'll, they'll 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 give their job title or you know what I'm saying things like that. Like I identify as far as who I am, I say I'm a, I'm a child of God, made in the likeness and image of God. You know, that's who okay. I am. Mm -hmm. What about you, Mahogany? Well. I agree uh, with Drastic. Um, usually people, you know, go and they run down the list of... We can't hear you that good. Can you hear me better? Yeah, we hear you a lot better now. All right. Um, most people most people do uh, consider uh, job titles and things like that who they are. Um, I, I, I tend to believe that if I'm answering that question, I have to go with my principles because that's the core of me. Um, the things that we pick up along the way change, but our core is who exactly we are. So I would I'd say that I am, you know, an honorable, loyal, um, honest, respectful, uh, consistent person. Okay, and Jasmine. Nadine, I hope I'm saying it right. Reese, um, Shamir, and Dea, y'all can feel Dea, yeah. comment, comment on the side. And, you know, we'll read it off and let people, you know, y'all can join the discussion from the chat box. But, I mean, I'll give a second, but we like to, we like to break things down in the simplest form because then you're able to ch teach it. So we always understand if you're a master at your craft, you're able to break things down in the simplest form and don't make everything so complex. Hold okay, on, Lisa. Reese missed the question. Yeah. So she's saying, um, what the question was, who the hell who are, are you? you? Yeah, who the hell are you? So that's the topic for the day because we were saying that we heard through our research, our extensive research was consistent as everybody's saying, never be with somebody that doesn't, 
you know, accept who you are. But when you ask a bunch of people who they are, they don't know who they are. So how you get in a relationship, wanting somebody to accept you for who you are, and you don't know who you are. So we're asking everybody, who are they? And I know it may be a lot to type. You can just give a quick synopsis and, you know, we'll allow you to participate by reading it off and then commenting accordingly. But like we, like I was saying, we give a quick synopsis. So what we're saying is who you are is anything you, you don't want to change. That's exactly who you are. So when you enter a relationship, when somebody says accepting you for who you are, it's not what you told them you will change. It's not what you told them you're open to change. It's not something you told them you're willing to compromise. It's something that you said exactly. This is something I am. This is something I'm not willing to change. This is something I'm proud of. This is something I'm never going to change. And that's who you are. That's who they got to hold you to. Okay. Okay. We got, we got another panelist, which is excellent. So. Who is it? <laughs> maybe. Oh, oh the mystery person. <laughs> yeah, we got to see her pop up on the screen. She should come up soon. We want to give her time to comment on what was just said. Mahogany disappeared too. So we got two people, okay, she's back on her video. So I mean, before she actually pops up, we could comment on that. What do y'all think about that? Um, oh, I figured it out. Okay, okay, welcome. Hello everyone. Discussion. Hi. We appreciate it. I, you know what? I, I really didn't have a comment. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to ask you guys a question at, yes. from what you guys said. That's, okay. that's cool. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, okay, so you said who you are is the thing that you don't want to change. So that why is it that? Why is it that when you, it, when that, that be the issue in the relationship? Like the person, they knew this about you in the beginning, like this is who you are. This is who they fell in love with, but that seems to be the problem in the end. Why, why is that? One, lack of well, communication. Two, is not working in their favor at the time. We can't give you a cookie cutter answer because it, <laughs> you know, it's a variety of things, but we can give you some instances, I guess. It, it deals with the fact that a lot of people in these relationships a lot sign up for who they are, but then they don't, they want to change you as you get in a relationship. Well, they, they go in thinking they could change you. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they start a relationship thinking that it's not a big deal. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to make a big deal about it right now, but later on, I'll, I'll see if they could change it. So that's, that's the issue. I think people are not really honest about what they're signing up for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel that. I feel that for real. So I would say that that's a real discussion, but, you know, what do y'all think about, you know, she asked the question, but what do y'all think about the answer? But before anybody answers, whoever's not talking, could you mute? Thank you. So who wants to go first? I guess I just want to get a little bit more clarity of your um definition, because you said anything 
that you're not willing to change is who you are. Definitely. So, so basically, who you are can change under that definition there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to be a smoker. You know what I'm saying? But I changed that. So I'm not, so, you know, I might have been, I might have identified myself as I'm a smoker during those times. But now that I'm not a smoker anymore, you know what I'm saying? Who I am changed then according to that definition. Well, yeah, but the... then if you, well, hold on. But if you meet somebody tomorrow and you stopped smoking two weeks ago, you're no longer a smoker. So you're going to say, I'm not a smoker. You're not, you're not going to go and say, I, well, you can, you can, you can give history and say, I used to smoke, but you wouldn't identify yourself as a smoker because you no longer smoke. So yeah, it's, it's it's how you it's it's how you communicate who you are at that moment. It's like I used to be five hundred pounds, but I'm not anymore. So I'm not gonna go in saying I'm fat. I'm just gonna say you know that's not even. It may come up in other ways, but I'm not gonna lead with that. Yeah, but I'm saying like if you met me while I while I am a smoker, you know what I'm saying like I might identify myself as I'm a smoker. You know what I'm saying? And in that moment. I may have no intentions of ever quitting. You know okay. what I'm saying? So according to that definition, like that's who I identify myself as. That's who I am. And that's who you would be, yes. That's who you so would then, be. So if you never quit smoking, they can't then you're you just accountable for yeah. quitting when they want you to quit. Mm -hmm. okay, they can you. never ask you to quit because you already went in with, I'm a smoker. That's who I am. And I'm not trying to change that. Definitely. But if they saying, I'm not going to date you unless you quit smoking, think about it. And you say, okay. Then you gotta quit smoking. That's not who you are, because you're working to be something greater, something different. That's why. That's why I said that um, I would define who I am according to my principles, because I those, those are not going anywhere. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, so the, the, give us the, some background on that. I Say just want to ask Mahogany a question, though, real quick, because you, because like the list that you gave included consistency which mm -hmm. is probably a great attribute that you have now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But isn't it possible for that to change beyond your control? If, 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 I'm, if I'm beyond my control, no. Okay. Beyond my but control, if it's no. Can, 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 uh, can I deviate from the plan? Absolutely. But if I'm trying to be my greatest self, then why would that be something that I, that I would not, you know, uh, work towards maintaining? <laughs> So I feel like, so I feel like kind of to mahogany's point. So I feel like, like me personally, as, as as far as my growth, I can't even tell you who I am until I define what my principles are, because you don't know what you're living by. Well, I would like to also touch on on what mahogany, well, what drastic ask mahogany about consistency, right? If something is out of her control, right? She's still consistent because it's out of her control. She can't control the circumstances around her. So she, within her power, she's a, when she's in control, she's in, she's consistent. When okay. it's not in her control, she's still consistent because she, it's, it's not, it's not in her control. That makes you sense. know what I mean? So yeah. you can't really, that, that, if she says that's who she is and that's who she is, unless it's really something that she really, that she can't get ahead of because it's something that she can't control at that moment. Okay. If I show up as such, that's, and I, I consistently show up as such, you're still consistent. That's what I am. Yeah, but if she's showing up someplace and God forbid she gets hit by a car she, on her way to the event, she's still consistent, but she got yeah, hit by a car, so she couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So So I would think I would definitely say the number one thing is going to a relationship, not believing those things are going to change. 
how could you how could you join a commitment with somebody and say well this can change yeah like you never you never go into commitments like you can cheat every person's capable of cheating so you're going off their capabilities not who they are that makes i've sense. never cheated in my life though i'm capable of it that's still not who i am because i've never cheated in my life mm. so the fact that like like when you ask questions like that that's what we talk about when we're saying you know, you're preparing for the worst. So how are you ever gonna have a quality relationship preparing for the worst? A person's telling you who they are, don't question it. Embrace it, that's who they are. Like I give you an example, I spoke to, you know, I was speaking to a woman, I was dating somebody that, you know, she used to smoke. Well, she was smoking at the time. I wasn't dating her, we was friends. We was cool, we wasn't even friends, we was cool. Let me just be clear, we was cool. And I'm like, you know, I can't date somebody that smokes, period. You know what I mean? I can't even be friends with you if you smoke. But we was, you know, we was chilling and we was, you know, chop it up. We associates would chop it up. I really like the human being, but I'm like, I couldn't be friends with you, right? She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to smoke. Like, I'm quitting smoking. I already planned on quitting smoking X, Y, and Z. So I'm like, all right, we could work towards something different. Because smoking was the, the, it's the point the that deal was the for you. It was a deal breaker. You get what I'm saying? She already said she wouldn't smoke, right? Now we get in a relationship and she's like, yo, every time I'm stressed, I want to smoke, whatever, whatever. And it's, act, it's as if I'm preventing her from smoking. You know, then it becomes an issue. You got with me believing that you weren't a smoker no more, but you're still a smoker. I didn't ask you to quit. I told you I couldn't be with you if you didn't smoke, if you smoked. I didn't want to change you. I understood exactly who you were. And I made my assessment based on that. So that would be like, an example. Is that black and white though? Or is that, is it, cause like I'm seeing the possible gray area with that where, especially if she had a genuine desire to quit, but she's actually struggling with that issue and it's difficult. You know what I mean? Like to me, like that's a gray area. Let me tell you the difference. The difference is like, she's explaining to me that she is having a, a, a issue with quitting, like she's struggling. Yeah, You get what I'm saying? She's struggling with it. So of course, if I'm like, okay, you quitting, it's addiction. I actually signed on with somebody I knew that was gonna struggle with that throughout our relationship for a while. I'm gonna support her because it's a positive thing. I don't care who you, which, which, which device, if you quit it, I'm gonna support you in it. I'm gonna be there to make sure we get through it. But you can't pick up the vice again. I'm going to just talk you through it to support you so you don't pick it up. But now when it's, it's like now when they're saying, oh, well, if I wasn't with you, I'll be smoking. Or damn, I want to smoke, being, it's resentful. I don't yeah. want to mess up our uh -huh. relationship. Yeah. It's greed and mm -hmm. resentment. Now you, yeah. you want to be with me more than you want to smoke. But now you want to smoke more than you want to be with me. Okay, but I think the key word is commitment, though. The key word is commitment. Once you, like Aziz, put it out there, he said, yo, like, I don't want to be with nobody who smokes. That was his, like, that was his end-all, be-all. So once you decide to not smoke and be with him, like, you have to, like, that's what the boundary is. You honor that. Like, you, you signed off for it. You honor it. Right, right. You made a commitment. And, and, and so... If we're if we're in a relationship and you go back on it, 
I'm going to hold you accountable. Like, that was the deal breaker. Like, we decided, like, this was the commitment. You're not smoking. We're together. Like, once you smoke, I got a decision to make. Yeah, that's a fact. That's how so, it was laid out from the beginning. Definitely. So think about it. Like, you have to, you have to understand who the person is. Don't mean when we in in it, uh, we in it for a year now, and now you pick up a cigarette. It's a deal breaker. The deal breaker <laughs> didn't change. Yeah. Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Would you would you no work doubt. with a person at that point though? Like yeah, definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely, they broke the commitment. No, definitely. But, but what I mean by what I mean by that question, I'm saying, would you work with them, or is that like an immediate deal breaker? Like, all right, you blew it. That, it's an immediate deal breaker. It's an immediate deal breaker. Oh, Kevin, hold on. We got to take a minute. Joe, Joe's on the chat. <laughs> Hi, Joe. What's going on, Joe? He's hope sending hugs. Well. Yeah. <laughs> we hope he's feeling better. All right. We hope everything is going well. I don't see the chat, but yo, what up, Joe? So, so Juice is saying don't agree. So now everything is history. Yeah, but everything is history because. <laughs> Yeah, he said, "Wow, yeah, you, 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 you got. We got in a relationship on the false pretenses. Like we have to really look at it. And this is what I was saying. Like, this is not something we're working through. This is not something we're working through as a unit. I didn't sign up to work through this. I didn't sign up for that. Everything else I signed up to work through. Everything else. But you, so Aziz is talking about cigarettes, but that could be." A, a vice that's really putting everything in jeopardy. Like that could be like a, a hardcore drug, you know, that could be alcohol. And as much as, you know, people say you should help our addicts, you can help them from afar. We don't have to be in a relationship though. You know All what right. I mean? So I think that it's, it's, it's smoking, but it's other things as well that could be whatever you consider to be a deal breaker. If you got with somebody under, under the, the, the notion that that wasn't going to be the case anymore and they start doing it again, then, what do you think is gonna happen? Because when I'm not gonna be happy in this situation, they're not gonna be happy that I'm not happy about the situation. So where do we go from there? All right, so I, I, I got, that prompted another question though. Like, all right, so cigarettes is the deal breaker now. Like what if hard drugs was the deal breaker and you're getting to know somebody, you cool with them or whatever the case may be. Would you consider getting in a relationship with them if you've never done drugs in your life, but yet, they used to be full-blown crack addict or full-blown heroin they addict. They used to be? Used to be. Full-blown heroin. Okay, full they used crack. to be. Now, yeah. obviously, this person, if this person's exceptional, like, I do believe in soulmates. Like, I'm a person that believes in it. So if you come across a person that was that used to be, and then they're not anymore, they're recovering, and you're having the discussion, and you're like, you go back once, like, let's say you set your boundaries because that's the important piece of accountable love. We talk about setting your boundaries. So it's knowing your worth. That's what setting your boundaries is. It's like, this is my worth. So if you're not willing to sign up for my worth, then yeah, the relationship's over, but I'm not gonna now condemn that person based on their past because we're looking for the future. But I'm gonna factor in their past. You better believe I'm factoring in their past. I'm gonna say, okay, you was okay. We're gonna talk about their past. We're gonna have a discussion about their past. We're gonna ask how committed are you to that past and how committed are you to this, to your sobriety in the future? And we're gonna have that discussion based on that, but I'm not gonna let my soulmate go past just because they used to be whatever they used to be. 
because everybody they hurt in the past, I, I would not that they don't mess with them no more. I understand mm-hmm. that. But understand now I'm the new person. That's why I always tell people, you you messed up on somebody, they might not take you back. If you're better, a new person might. Mm-hmm. But you already probably burnt them. You already probably hurt them. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. have room for you in their life. We need to stop guilting people into going backwards just because somebody got better. Like, it's it's an understanding, but the scars are still there. And so the scar, as long as the scars are still there, you don't go backwards. So I'm going to make a clear understanding. I'm not co-signing with everybody you hurt. I'm on their team. So don't look for me to tell you, oh, they need to forgive you. Like, that comes with them. You know what I mean? But going forward, I'm looking for a future with you. So that's something of how the discussion may go, just to give you a synopsis. Okay. And to be and and on and, and within that, it's really about transparency. Like if you found out that somebody was a hardcore heroin addict, like and it like after you guys committed, that's an issue. But if if the person was was upfront about it, then they're giving you choice. So I think that you know you can do a lot more with choice than when someone decides not to tell you something and then you find out later on. And that's the, the most consequences are different. It showed it showed that they had integrity because they gave me choice. Yeah. Some of the hardest things to say is, "Listen, I used to be a daddy. Listen, I used yeah. to be a stripper. Listen, I used to be, you know, I used to be a prostitute. Listen, I used, you know, like these aren't easy things to say because you're fearful of the judgment. Yeah. But like we always talk about, I'm gonna judge you because I gotta make an informed decision. Like judgment is has nothing to do with me condemning you. It has everything to do with me making an informed decision and seeing, okay, can I deal with this situation? Can I assess this situation and truly deal with it? But that's who, that's not who they are anymore because they said they're going to change that. Or they have, or they have changed that. Or they have changed it. So we want to be clear when we say, when you're in a committed relationship, you are all the things you don't want to change. So that's why a lot of the arguments happen because Mm -hmm. if I'm saying, I'm going to just, I'm going to speak how I'm going to speak. So I'm going to get my point across. I'm not PC. Right. And you're like, okay, you know, I like it raw. I like it real. I want you to whatever, whatever, you know, how many times we heard this. And then when you actually give them that, that honesty, what's going on, you actually give them that honesty, you know, and that raw commentary. Now it's like, you don't do that. You don't say it like that. Mm-hmm. Now they putting you on a short leash. That's when we start saying it's control. Because I didn't sign up for that. And vice versa. If I'm saying, oh, you need to change this, you never ask to change it by all means. Like, don't change it. I got to deal with it. That's on me. And being mature is understanding your emotions when it's on you. It has nothing to do with the other person. Absolutely. It's something you're not ready for. So we really need to really consider who we are and stop saying, I want people to accept me for who, who we who I am. We're not, I don't know too many people accepting you unless their esteem is not high for things that's going to jeopardize the relationship. Yeah. Think about it. I signed up for a commitment, you cheat on me. There's a bunch of people that would take the person back. You know what I mean? Discussions I have that I'm too hard, I'm too raw, I'm too this. Because I'm like, you cheat, I'm out. Yeah, that happened last week. Why you bring it up old stuff? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying. 
So you're like, okay, you know why? Because half of them stayed. So they got to look in the mirror. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. It's all good. No, 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 no. Everybody, I mean, I'm keep it, their mouth shut. That's not what we do. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, I just felt like that was a shot at me. Uh, you know, what I'm saying a little bit. You know, what I mean, I've grown from that. As far as uh, you know, what I mean, that happened last week. You know what I'm saying? That's. <laughs> 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 That's my growth now. That's my growth now. That's all I wanted to say. I mean, commitment is commitment. Everybody, see, people, I think we, I think we under the impression that it's when you get in a relationship, it's about you. I think that's where the impression, it's about you. You get what I'm saying? It's not about you. It's about y'all. It's about we. You never get in a relationship thinking what you can get from the person. That's not a relationship. Yeah. You get in a relationship, what could I do for this person? What could they do for me? How can we actually work in a circle, in a unison? Mm. So everybody that sits back and says, yo, listen, um, your man, ever since you got with your man, you've been different. Of course. <laughs> I'm a we now. I'm a wee yeah, you now. Move different. Yeah, you move but different. But too many people try to, no, I'm the same person, nothing changed, this, this, and that. Like, if you've been out, you know, hanging out all the time and chilling and partying and doing things that, you know, not necessarily, not saying all people that party do things that they're not supposed to be doing, but, you know, if you're out all the time, really not doing what you're supposed to be doing, and then you meet a person that inspires you and changes your life, do you think all them same friends are going to be your friends? You got to make not. decisions based on where you want to stay. Cause he's going to be like, listen, all that partying is done. Like we, we got to build something bigger. We got to invest in each other. We got to invest in some children. We got to invest, whatever the investment is, we got to look ahead. Cause you got with me knowing that I'm looking ahead. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, of what you're saying, you know what I mean? He might not want to pick He might might not want to pick a lady from the club because that's who she is at that at that moment in time. You know what I mean? She's a party animal. No, that's the truth. But obviously in my right. scenario, I'm saying she's making the adjustment. Mm -hmm. But you know, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Let me sit back on it. What do we think about well, while everyone's while everyone's thinking, don't take a take a minute to share. <laughs> what 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 are we what is the question? What are we responding to? No, just respond to what I was saying. Like, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I like share, you can share stuff. You can share situations you had where people are talking about, you know, you don't accept me because we all been there. I mean, we all said it. My, my experience is usually the fact that, you know, um, in the past I've dealt with people who didn't know who they were yet. Right. And then I come to the table the principles that I say that I that I display and that's all the things that they're attracted to so they want to enter into this relationship but those things are also the same things that now when they have to when they have to show up I am too rigid <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't I don't bend enough I I, I don't compromise <laughs> you know? what are you asking me to compromise my who I am you're asking me to compromise who I am nobody's willing to do that 
you knew who I was from the gate and now you now you want me to compromise who I am to be with you. That's that's my experience. So I you know what I'm saying? So I take it a little bit of a step further. Like me, like I felt like honestly, you know what I'm saying, and I've told people this, man, when I woke up this year, March tenth, twenty twenty, when I turned thirty five, I felt like I woke up. And what I mean by it is like my principles weren't established. Like I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go into. You know what I mean? Like like things weren't where I, where I wanted them to be. But when I actually sat down and established my principles, could be I thought I had so many friends. I got so many Facebook friends. And then I realized once I established who I am, you know what I'm saying, and established what my principles are, for some reason my circle started to get smaller. Some reason people started you know what I'm saying started to, like people started to like 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 there's people who I thought who were my friends really aren't. And as he said it before, like once you establish the principles and fight for what you stand for, people are gonna look at you different and they're gonna not wanna be around you. So kinda kinda what mahogany is saying, like I like I really had to sit down and do that. But I feel like once you establish your principles and I speak hard on principles, once you establish what your principles are and, and you live by your principles, your circle is going to naturally get smaller. It, you know what I mean? People are going to gradually either gravitate towards you or gravitate away from you because of what you stand for. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at it. You're going to attract the people that are for you and the people who are not for you. You're going to repel them. Let me hit you with a bombshell, Darrell. Because when you tell this story, you like, yo, they fell back. Right? Yeah, I know. I, I yeah, I got it. Let me hit you with a bomb chat. <laughs> you was the one that destroyed those relationships. Yeah, because you changed. They were accepting you for who you were, and you mm-hmm. changed. Even though it was for the better, it was for the better of you, not the betterment of the relationship. So once you started es- establishing those principles, a lot of them was like, "Wait, I don't know this person." I ain't Wait, like this. <laughs> you this person. And okay, you want them to back you because it's positive. It's a positive change. But what we what we said, if you're using drugs together and you enter a relationship using drugs together, the first person that ch- tries to go sober destroyed the relationship. Even though it's for the better. Even though it's for the better. Because what did they sign on for? To be in a relationship together. If y'all two became cool because y'all both hate the same person or y'all mm-hmm. both dislike the same person. Because like we always say, love is a group journey. So we bring people together, whether they like us or not, because when they don't like us, they come together because they all don't like us. Or they come together because they like us. You get what I'm saying? So either way, we all about bringing people together. You know, the common enemy brings people closer, right? So at the end of the day, once you start liking the person again, what happens? It hurts the other relationship because you claimed you didn't like the person. But now you back cool with the person. So the other person's looking at you like, yo, we dislike this person together. That's how why we had a bond. But that's why it's really important that when we are connecting with people, we're connecting from a positive place because as soon as the vice, as soon as the, ne- the negativity goes away, what is really holding the relationship together? I know that I've dealt, I've I've connected with men on past pain. He had childhood trauma. I had childhood trauma. Be traumatic together. Let's we 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 got something in common. Let's make this happen. 
but we didn't really get that far because you know once one of us decided that we were not going to allow the, the 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 trauma to define who we were at that moment it changed the dynamic of the relationship as soon as one of us wasn't going to use that as a crutch it changed the dynamic of the relationship so you know it's so easy like we we talk to people every day we look for ways to connect with people every day but the one thing that we do and sometimes we're not even mindful of doing it is connecting on on negativity on just that one common negative behavior that one common negative thing like we all co-workers we hate the we hate our boss we're, we're super cool if we didn't hate if we all didn't have if we all didn't hate our boss then we probably wouldn't even be cool but because we hate our boss we're going to lunch together, we're going for drinks together, we're going, you know, we may even see each other on the weekend. You know what I mean? So a lot of relationships are fostered on those, those, those negative, those negative, starting on negativity, basically. Relationships starting because you guys are connecting on negativity. So you have to be mindful of that. Yeah, that's how toxic relationships begin. Mm-hmm. And then it, end, it doesn't end, those things don't end well. Like when, 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 when you finally, when a person finally decides that they don't want to be in that situation anymore, it never goes well. I mean, breakups are hard in itself, but when you are going into creating this toxic relationship, to leave the toxic relationship is not easy either. It, 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 it's, it's really, it, it gets really intense at times. So yeah, it's just a waste of time. So it's very, it's, that's why it's really important to know who you are, what you bring to the table, what, you will, what you're not going to budge on, what your deal breakers are so that you can avoid a lot of things. Like the one thing that I learned from Aziz was don't date potential. Like if, like he said, he met somebody who was smoking and while that person was smoking, he kept them like at a distance. Me, I would have probably dated him thinking that you're going to stop. You know what I mean? Like you said, you're going to stop. I'll date you now. Why, why, why shouldn't I just wait? I learned that wait, wait for what I want instead of, you know, snatching the crumbs, thinking that, or waiting for them to catch up to me. I'm the standard. They should be where I'm at. You know what I mean? So it's really important to know what you want. And, and, and it's even more important to hold, hold out for what you really want. And it's because like Nadine said, it breeds resentment. You, you, you meet somebody who doesn't really kind of agree with what you, what you're doing, but wants to get with you anyway, because there's all these other things that they like about you. And then as the relationship goes on, they're not, they, they, they want you to change a certain behavior, but they got with you knowing who you were. That was the you know thing I mean? that broke y'all, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So it's really important to, to have those conversations up front. So you won't be in a situation like Darrell, right? <laughs> who, you know, now he woke up at, you know, on his birthday, a new guy changed who he was and all his friends kind of, you know, went left. But you really, you really unconsciously kicked them to the curb. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because <laughs> you made a decision without them. Yeah, that's true story. You know what I mean? But I, but I feel like the decision I made, uh, you know what I'm saying, they weren't moving in the direction I wanted. To, like, they weren't moving in the same direction I was moving in. And that's what it was. And I laid my line down, and either with me or not. And at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't hate you, but we're not moving in the same direction. I mean, yeah, but let me... Wrong with that. No, it's a great right. decision. But Sorry. was you always moving in that direction, or did you just turn that direction on like a light switch? That's a good question. Um, um, I think subjectively I was always moving in that in that direction, but I just wasn't vocal about it. Um, okay. vocal about vocal about certain things, and I just I, like I said, I don't know. You know, what I'm saying when I woke up in March, that, I mean the world just looked different to me. And and and, and don't get me wrong, 
I didn't wake up and just like kick everybody to the curb. I had conversations with people, and and I wanted to you know see what direction they wanted to move in or where they were moving in. And just I mean, I'm a true believer, and some of y'all might not feel this way with me. I, some friendships have expiration dates. Now I'm not saying healthy friendships have and good friendships have expiration dates. But some friendships, depending on where you're at in your life, they have expiration dates, which causes you to move in a different direction. Well, you already know. Yeah, you know, Devon, we don't agree with you. You know we don't feel it. You know, yeah. we, you know, you. I mean, you knew it. You knew it when you said it because we said it in the last time, the last time out, that once the friendship is over, it's not a friendship no more. So how is it an expiration date? Yeah, you don't go it's into it. It's friends. not milk. Yeah. Like, it's not a carton of milk. It's not a friendship anymore. I think you both are saying the same thing, but using but you're using are. different words. You know what I mean? Of course like we he's... are, but it's about it's about being clear in your terms. Because if you like, you know, friendship have an expiration date, and you're in a friendship, what do you think that person's thinking? That you, yeah, that you that that you you're putting a time. Yeah, like the where's friendship? the commitment? But if you yeah. like, That's if we're not friends no more, of course that now we expired as friends. But I don't believe I believe friendship is forever. That's a yeah, whole I mean, different commitment. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Darrell, but I don't think Darrell is saying I'm going to be friends with you for three months and then it's expired. You know I, understand. Like, I understand. He's saying he wants him to be clear. He, he wants it to no. be clear. We understand what he's saying, but everybody's going to take in this information. So it has to be clear for everybody. Right, right. So so to Aziz and, and well, to, listen, to everybody's point, um, one thing I had to say to myself that I did wrong was, number one, I allowed certain things to go on and I didn't establish my principles and I didn't establish mm -hmm. what I'm willing and what I'm not willing to tolerate. Definitely. I did that for years. I did that Definitely. for years. And I had to look in the mirror and say to myself, I'm the one that was wrong because I let this shit go on for so long and I wasn't all right with it or it wasn't the direction I wanted to go. And I knew that at the end of the day, um, there was only one or two things that we were like that actually brought us together in the first place. Now, here's what really tripped me out. When I took away those one or two things, a lot of people just didn't make sense to me. Like a lot of people, like like I like taking taking one or two things away that I don't want to do anymore. My friend, so-called friend circle, like moved dramatically. But that was my fault for allowing it to go on. Like I like that. Like that was my fault. And and that's where I've grown, and I will never let that, and, and I'll never let that happen again. So can I ask? So, you? What were those actual friendships? You want me? Nah, to nah, nah. The, nah, the word. Uh, so, I mean, and mahogany. You said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, mahogany. Nah, I mean, in my opinion, nah, they weren't. I mean, it's especially so. The old me may have thought they were friends, but now that I got my principles established, nah, they weren't. Nah, they weren't friends at all. They were associates. They were associates down with, nah. So now, like my new definition of friend is different. No, they were not friends. Well, well, hold on, hold on. So there's, so there's two things, right? So Darrell, I think you need to change your narrative. You keep saying that you changed, you lost friends, whatever. You made a choice. You made a choice to be this different person. So and you left. Within, yeah, yeah. For within that choice, because you made that choice, you you it, it it broke relationships that you had. That's that's what you need to say. That's one, right? 
Mm -hmm. the, the second one is, I do believe they were your friends for the old Darrell before he turned, how old are you? I mean, before that birthday, 35. before Mar before March 10th, right? Before March 10th, they were your friends because based on who that Darrell was, you guys were friends. Then Darrell changed his principles, right? And so because of that, then that, that changed the dynamic of the relationship. So then it changed everything. So you guys were not friends because you guys were no longer aligned. So I think they were, I think they were your friends. It's just that you weren't who you you weren't that you were no longer that person. So they there was no there was nothing connecting you guys anymore. There was no the core values were not aligned at that point. But he said but he said that he he was he wasn't honest with them throughout. He wasn't. He, he was passive well, aggressive. No, he wasn't a friend yeah. to them. They that wasn't a real friendship. He yeah, said but, but he didn't he agree that he was going along with shit. No, nah, no, he, nah, he, he wasn't he, said, he wasn't I'm sorry, I don't mean my bad. <laughs> he, he said that he was he was allowing things that he was that wasn't really aligned with him. He he was keeping it to himself, but he didn't agree with it. So he wasn't being he wasn't being he wasn't so who he, he wasn't was being a, in that union and therefore not being a friend to them. That wasn't a friendship. Oh, Jerry, oh, that's hold what on, hold on. you said that she, the old Darrell was their friend, but he was never their friend. He was never their friend. Yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah, so he so so Mahogany, yes, he was never there, he was never their friend, but they were his friends. They thought the, his, they thought his story, yeah, no, they, they thought, thought they, they thought they were his friends. <laughs> yeah, and his definitely. narrative, he keeps saying that they were never his friends. But, but like you said, so yes, you were right about that, Mahogany. He was never their friend because he was holding back, but they thought they were his friends. Nah, that's not what he said though. He didn't say he was holding back, he said he woke up one day and saw life different. So nah, like his perspective changed. No, he said he was holding back. He said he, he, said he wasn't back. saying certain he things. Kept, he was letting mm -hmm. certain things slide. He wasn't a Let me just clarify this thing because everybody's saying different stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so this is the best way that I can explain it, right? Prior to March 10th, 2020, I was living a different life. This prior to March, see? Prior, prior to March 10th, 2020, I didn't have any principles. So I didn't have nothing to base a friendship off of in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Past March 10th this year, I have my principles and I've been aligned with them since. And magically, I get principles and get a different circle and things, positive, positive things start happening for some reason. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not saying some reason, but I'm just being dramatic about that. So basically what I'm saying to you is, once I establish my principles of what I stand for and what I don't stand for and what I'm aligned with and what I'm not aligned with, just by basing those things up, what I believe, my circle changes. That's what I'm saying. So you you, you are my greatest fear in relationships to have a vulnerable moment. You are my greatest fear in relationships, meaning waking up one day next to somebody I've been with 15 years and them look at me in my face and say, I was never me with you. Oh. I know that, that I saw that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Listen, we built, think about this, Darrell. We built, we built a whole, we, we built a whole I know, like, felt that to time before, together. Right? Like, and for somebody to be holding back the whole relationship and wake up one day and say, I can't, I don't feel like I could actually open up to you. I don't feel like I could have said certain things. I wasn't establishing boundaries. I wasn't being as real. I wasn't being true to myself. When I was with you, you smothered me. You suffocated me. You was too vocal. You was too open. You was too strong. 
Think about that. And then you're like, I'm thinking life is good. Right. And they got a whole different set of beliefs. It's scary. That's the that's what everybody is so afraid of. Dedicating years of their life with somebody and waking up and they don't even recognize the person they reckon waking up next to. That's why this conversation is so important because people need to understand that before establishing a relationship, any kind of relationship, you really need to know who you are. That work of identifying self must take place first. Otherwise, it like someone is bound to let the other person down. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz was saying, um, she, it's also important to be honest with who you are, right? It's also important to be honest with who you are when you by yourself, right? To really establish who you are. But she's like, most people don't even know who they are. Now, you know, in one of the studies, one of the studies we actually read, we were discussing, and we, I mean, I knew this for a while because obviously I studied psychology, but I'm just saying like in the study, only 15% of the people in the study were self-aware. 85% of the people thought was lying to themselves and thought they were self-aware. You know, a part of your awareness is them asking friends of yours who you are and them having the same answers as you. Mm-hmm. That's what we're always trying to establish. Everybody that's sitting back and saying, I'm working on me, you can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to bring your friends or whoever you're close with in the process. Because when you change who you are, the relationship changes. So once you're establishing who you are, when you go back out in the world to go reconnect with everybody that you left behind to establish who you are, those relationships change because you didn't take them on a journey with you. Love is a group journey. So everybody that is here listening to, because this is another thing we hear, I'm working on myself. You know what that's indicated to anybody who is a relationship builder? You have trust issues. I got a question yeah, for you. Spiritually, you know, you know, you know, you and I have a, a difference in opinion. Of on course, that. of course. Um, of course. because me being able to show up and identify who I believe myself to be takes work within itself, right? Definitely. I need you in the journey to be able to establish that I'm correct about who I am Uh because from the outside looking in you need to be able to say yeah I do see that you're consistent yeah you you have shown me that you loyal but as far as me getting to the point of identifying that happens within that doesn't happen you're misunderstanding I'm not saying you don't take a long time and have discussions with yourself I'm saying once those discussions are had you're discussing it with other people Absolutely, I agree. About what's going on with you. You can't just, when people say they're working on themselves, let's be honest, they're saying that I'm distancing myself and taking time to actually build on me. So I'm isolating myself from other people to do so. But it's like, it, it, it's, but you need other people. So it's like, I'm a, I'm a great cook. Well, I am actually a good cook. But say I'm a good cook, but I only cook for myself and I only eat my own meals, right? I don't really know that I'm a good cook until I, I feed other people and they agree that I'm also a good cook. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, you can be, unless you are 
connecting with other people, it goes a step further, self-awareness, because they're validating or they're confirming who you are. Yes. They're confirming who you are based on, um, they're, sorry, they're confirming who you are in the relationship or who you are in general, so who you think you are. So I could say that I'm, I'm consistent or loyal, right? But yet I don't show up all the time. So my friends, I could say, yeah, I'm a loyal person. And as he's like, bitch, oh, so he won't say that. But he's like, you're not, you're not loyal. Like you, 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 you worry about self all the time. You, you, you're selfish. You know what I mean? But I'm screaming, I'm loyal. Or I could say, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm consistent. Well, consistent. I could be consistently doing the wrong thing. But I could. There's mm -hmm. other attributes that I could, that I could say that I am. But Aziz could think the total opposite because of who I show, how I show up every day. But I think I'm one way because I'm thinking about myself and what I do for myself, which is the easy part. But it's really like, who, who are you with other people? What do you do with other people? Who are you do when you're in, who are you when you're in a situation when you're just not thinking about yourself? Absolutely. And you have to factor in all these other people. The information needs to be fact-checked, that's for sure. Exactly. That's a good way to put it, fact-checked. Yeah. So think about this. Like, if you bring a mechanic to go look for cars with you, you just gave them the choice because you're not going to walk out with a car without them saying it's okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Why are you in a relationship with a relationship builder? If you're going to argue with them about relationships, why are you bringing a mechanic with you or a car dealer with you to get a great car, a great deal on the car if you're not going to listen to their counsel? I want you to think about when we say when we say who you are is made up of also what you're not going to change, but it's also who you're not going to change. Mm -hmm. So if you have a relationship with God, you're not changing that. Understand anybody who don't rock with God is not rocking with you. If you have a relationship with mahogany and that's not going to change, whoever's not rocking with mahogany is not rocking with you. If you have a relationship with Drastic and that's not going to change, whoever ain't rocking with Drastic ain't rocking with you. Mm -hmm. Do y'all see the understanding? Absolutely. Who are you? How do, how do you believe trauma affects who you are? Trauma does great trauma, does, Like, does trauma yeah. have the potential of changing who you are or does it expose who you are? Both. Oh, yeah, it does a little bit of both. I column mean, A, column B. Yeah, I mean, like, Def, definitely, definitely both, definitely both, definitely both. But it okay, also depends so on what you. How many people believe that you are, you are who you are in a in a circumstance, like in a moment? How you show up is who you are. But how many people believe who you are is in a moment? So I I can be consistent and never lie to you for a five years and I lie to you once. Am I a liar? No, you're just uh, a person that lied. No. So who am I and who am I? So when they say, does Aziz lie? Would you say yes? He's, he's, is Aziz a liar? Would you say yes? That's a description of, of his. A liar? Yeah. No, I'll say, I'll say no, he, he's capable he has, yeah, he, he has lied, but he's, but not, he's not a liar. liar. He's, yeah, not generally, a liar. he's not, but he, he did lie to me that one time. Okay, so when you <laughs> look luggage. at trauma, look at it as such. 
trauma is something that you're just either not aware of or refuse to get through, go through and get over and get help for. So it's not the trauma affecting your life. It's really the fact that you're not trying to get counseling for the trauma that's in your I, life. Well, you're I'm avoiding the at, trauma that's in your life. So yeah, if you're not willing to change that, then the trauma is who you are. But if you're willing to make that adjustment, the trauma would never be a definition of who you are. Well, that's why I said column A, column B, because I think self-awareness and how you, how you deal with that trauma Definitely. determines on how, who, how that trauma affects your life. Like I could, you know, I mean, we're all of a certain age on, on this, on this, um, this platform. And at this age, if we're saying like, you know, I'm still struggling with things that happened when I was 15, I mean, that means that you just never got help for it. And that doesn't mean that it's okay. I mean, you could identify the minute that you identify that there's a problem and that next, in that next instance, you can get help for it. Like I was always a sucker for the person that would identify the problem, but their follow through was weak. It's like, oh yeah, I know why I'm this way, but you know, I'm this way because of X, Y, and Z. But the minute that, as when we get to a certain age, the minute that you can say I'm this way because of, of whatever happened to me in the past, then what happened in between? Why are you not getting help? Why is that just a story that you want to help, that you just want to carry from relationship to relationship? But even with, but even with help, I mean, so it, it, so all right, I'm probably going to talk about this, you know, I mean, in a different light. But I feel like as far as the issue of trauma, you can't define, like, everyone takes whatever amount of time to get over trauma. Like, a traumatic experience is, is different. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, like, it doesn't, you can't put a timetable on how you get over or don't get over a traumatic experience. She didn't okay. put a timetable nope. on it. She didn't say That's it. dangerous. She just, yeah. she just said that. She just I said, said you have to deal with once that. Once you identify that you have a problem, if you're if you're trying to be well, mm -hmm. then you you go for help. Yeah, right? you you find help. You do what you need to do to get better, right? Yeah, you know you're sick. You 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 find whatever medication, doctor, whatever it is that's going to get you well. So that's the same thing with trauma, emotional health, mental. Yeah, but health. sometimes trauma right, doesn't affect you negatively, though. You know what I'm saying, what? like. Sometimes trauma doesn't necessarily affect you negatively. Like the re like part of what prompted me to like part of what prompted me to think speak about trauma is uh like listening to Darrell talk. He's like, yo, I woke up in March and I'm like, yo, I'm establishing my principles and I'm speaking on them now. Like if you pay attention to what was going on in March 2020, you know what I'm saying? We got COVID going on, everybody everybody's uh cooped up in quarantines. Then they then they then they put they 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 knee on uh George Floyd's neck, you know what I'm saying? Like that's them situations is trauma, even even looking at it. You know what I'm saying? It's televised. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely so traumatic. It's definitely traumatic. It's a definitely it's definitely a traumatic experience. That's not something we ever gonna. We're not saying that trauma doesn't happen. What he's what they're saying is that trauma should inspire a response. Yeah. Right? So we're looking at it as it should it should inspire a positive response. And his, and his uh, response was, I need to make changes within because all of this that's happening around me is, is feeling and looking crazy, right? Okay. When you feel like everything that's happening within you is looking and feeling crazy, the positive response is, I need to do something about that because the way, way I'm feeling inside is looking and feeling crazy. 
no doubt. It's, it's still a positive response when, when you're working towards the greater good. Well, even let's talk about like. Go ahead. What you were saying? Oh, I can't even hear you, Mahogany. Oh, she's so oh, sorry. Oh, she, she's it's, done. It's, it's a delay. She's done. Oh, it's like even let's go back to the examples that you use. Um, drastic COVID, right? We yeah. always quarantine, right? So you either made the best of the situation or you were stressed the fuck out, right? So mm -hmm. we, so people made the best. A lot of people made the best of the situation. They realized that you know what, we're home. We're gonna make time. We're gonna make time to foster healthy relationships, reconnect with people. We're gonna take the the things that we took for granted. No longer we no longer want to take those things for granted. We're baking. We're cooking every night. We're spending quality time with each other. That's COVID, right? The whole George Floyd. Now they're they they're, they're changing the they they they, they want to change the law. They're protesting. So yes, it was a traumatic situation, but positive came out of it. You know, yeah. Juneteenth is now acknowledged and celebrated. You know, it's, there's all these positive things that came from that traumatic experience. So, yes, although it, it, we are living in a traumatic time, like think trauma is not always a negative, but there's always the, there's a positive that comes behind it as well. And those were the positives. Like quarantine wasn't horrible for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was on unemployment. That wasn't fun. It wasn't it was scary. You know, people every day, somebody closer that I knew was dying from COVID. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a it's not a it was. Those three months was not easy, but we made the best of it. We every day we woke up happy that we were alive. Every day we made, you know, we we made we made our living situation as 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 happy as as possible. We connected with each other, and we didn't always have fun times, but we still appreciated what we did have. You know, we were standing on lines at the supermarket like that was like like you know what I mean for hours just to make sure that that we have everything we need so we could stay continue to to to, to quarantine. You know what I mean? So. Yes, it, it, these last three months have been hard, but we made the best of it. So trauma is only bad when you don't want to deal with it. But I don't think the, the question drastic, correct me if I'm wrong, we can't rewind the tape. It just takes listening skills. You said, can't trauma be who you are? Mm. Yeah, I, right? I was saying, I was saying, but then it, did you not it say that? Well, I was saying, does it define who you are or does it expose who you are? Okay, does it define who you are? Or does it expose who you are? We're now talking about pos a positive effect and a negative effect of trauma. Those are two different yeah. questions. So I'm saying trauma doesn't expose who you are. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't define who you are. It's how you deal with the trauma that affects, that defines who you are. Okay. Is what what's being said. So if you deal with it on a positive level, then now you get to really see the evolution of who you are. Right? Mm-hmm. If it, you 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 deal with it on a negative way, in a negative way, it gets to it gets to show who you are. It defines who you are. No, my mistake, my mistake. I didn't say define. I said, does it can trauma change who you are? Is what I said originally. Can it change who change. you are? Oh, or well, it, well, yeah. I, I don't remember the change thing, but yeah. Then if that answers your if question, you allow it, of course it could. Yeah, if you yeah. allow it. Yeah, of course. If you it allow could. it. I have no clear understanding of who you are. It definitely could, but those is like those are what we call like open ended questions because they're they can go on forever we can philosophize about them but when you're looking for solutions you got to have a little your, your questions and stuff has to have to be closed because you have to be clear on where you're going your direction so when we're having deeper discussions if we ask a lot of open-ended questions we like okay like Darrell said it's different and relationship building that's a scary that's a scary thing because different can be anything is it two different positives? Because now we have a discussion. 
But if it's a positive and a negative, it's not just called different. One is wrong and one is right. We can't just say different. That's where it gets scary. That's where communication gets, gets weird. You get what I'm saying? But if they're too positive, yeah. Or they're too negative, yeah, they're different because they're two of the same. But in essence, they are different, whether they're negative, positive, in, in, in essence. But when you're talking about relationships, oh, I'm just different. You got to explain that to me. Because the whole point of being connected is to understand. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. So why is different okay? When we're working the work, this, work this, it's okay if you're tolerating each other, tolerating other people. In this world, differences, yeah, we have to tolerate differences. In a relationship, we have to use our differences to become closer. So we have to be on the same page. So differences in a relationship is a trigger word. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people get away. I'm just different. I'm just different. What's I'm cold? just different. So you, you really got to look at it. Think about this. In the real world, think about this. Everybody says, yo, I'm just different. I'm just different. Or if everybody's saying something about you, you must be wrong, right? How oh, many yeah. times we heard that? Everybody's saying that we must be wrong. Ask every innovator that's ever lived how many people said they was wrong and they was actually right. Ask the that's right real talk. That's real ask, talk right there. Ask anybody. You know who's and right most of the time? Leaders. They're and they're single. They're one yeah. person. They're one person. Mm -hmm. When you look at inspirational people, public, when you look at speakers, inspirational speakers, there's one person on stage mm -hmm. educating many. Yeah. That's true. That's 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 the power of relationships. So you have to watch skepticism where it's like, yo, I'm just gonna question for the sake of questioning. And then it's like, yo, but when you look at it from this angle, because really when we picking partners or we picking people to be close with, we're picking them on the high percentage. Who a person is is what they display on a high percentage. Because nobody's going to be perfect. So you don't have to say, we're not perfect. I think everybody knows they're not perfect. But because some strive for excellence, don't, don't knock them. So when we're talking about building equal and healthy relationships, we're talking about how to inspire you to be excellent in your relationships. Not just settle just to be normal. Not to settle to just be only human but establish what being human is. Quality relationships. And we'll go back to another study. Loneliness is the number one killer. Do you not know that? Mm -hmm. more, than, more than drinking alcohol, more than smoking. If you're lonely, you die a lot faster. It's the hardest stress in the world. Look it up. And then everybody's always talking about, I can just do me. We're not doing this just to do it. We're doing this because we want people to establish who they are, but understand a part of that, who they are, is who they have around them to support mm -hmm. them. You can't be who you are by yourself. You have to be right. who you are by building and connecting and having strong relationships. So you can truly right. know who you are. So loneliness is a 
mind though, right? Like being alone is not necessarily lonely, right? Like lonely is a state of mind. Is is that correct? <laughs> Loneliness is a state of being. It's a state yeah, of mind, but, but it's also not being with people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it can be. It depends on how you interpret that, how you process that. Like some people can walk down the street by themselves and they be fine. Another person might I mean, be like, oh, what's that? You know what I mean? And, and then no, you walk down the street. But I mean, the flip side of that, you got you got millionaires, right? Who got a lot of money, and I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to tie it together to try to prove a point. But you got millionaires that got a bunch of money who are alone and commit suicide, homie. Like when I think about stuff like that, like that really makes sense to me. There's people who have whatever they want that everybody wants to be like, or they say they want their life, and they got nobody to share it with, and they committing suicide. They got millions of dollars and live in this big ass crib. They got all this money and, and, and they got access they didn't even want, but they're not sharing with, with nobody and they're committing suicide. There's people that are homeless drastic. I can come right back at you. There's people that are homeless and say they good. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way you're convinced of that. There's people that are using drugs and say they good. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're convinced of that. You just know that they haven't tr- they haven't truly established their signature. There was old people that were wiser than me when I was young when I was younger. And I thought I was gonna be who I was when I was younger. And they was always telling me, brother, you're not. I was sick then. I had to open my ears, open my mind, really taking what they're saying, and I had to go back and say, Yeah, I was right. Lonely doesn't allow you to see all four corners of the world. Like all four corners of the block is the most important thing. We say at least have four people in your life that you hold dear so they can see what you can. Because what, what they happens, say, go ahead, Nadine. But what happens when you don't have that? What happens when you when you don't have that? What do you do? You go after it. You okay. open your yeah, door, you start you to, to connect the- you start, you start finding connections, but first you establish self-awareness in the sense that you have an understanding of your principles and know what you want. And then you go out there and you start having love. You set your principles. I'm, we're not telling you to go out blind. We're not telling you to just let anybody in your house, let anybody in your home. We're telling you to truly, truly go out there till you die, trying to find the right people in your life. We're also telling people if you have great people in your life, don't let them go because you got a, a job opportunity. Because you got, don't let them go. That's your foundation. Your house yeah. will collapse. So if you don't have it, go after it. Go after it like you chase money. Go after it like you chase anything else you chase. If your mind tells you there's a bunch of grimy people, change your location. <laughs> I agree with that. Don't give in to that. Because that's something negative telling you people are crazy. People are grimy. People are shifty. Once we start saying people and clumping things, it's the same as everybody clumping everything else. Once you say all, and we always say always, right? Always. But everybody knows what that means most of the time, right? It's slang. We always say always. Anybody that says those people, I already like, okay, it's too, it's too broad. Mm-hmm. All the personality. 
establish who we're talking about. Only way we're going to find a solution if we know the problem. So, yeah, people can be grimy, but not everybody's grimy. Well, yeah, for Nadine, I think that it starts with taking inventory on who you are currently around and why you're around them and why and what's what's stopping you from having the best relationship that you can have with them if you don't already have. Also, it's like I just said, thinking about your principles and how that aligns with the people, how that aligns with the people that you are around currently. And if they don't align, you may have to make tough decisions. Like the process is not easy, especially like Darrell said, like when you wake up one day and you realize that, wait a minute, like this is not who I truly am and I want to be who I truly am. It's going to start to eliminate certain people. And that's not fun because you care about these people, right? You're used to having them around, you're used to connecting with them. And they're used to having you a certain way. So Nadine's going to be start asking all these questions. They're like, where the hell did this come from? Like, who are you? You know what I mean? And you have to be prepared to have that conversation as well. That's why, that's why like I said, it's you know, but that's that's not the that's that's not my problem. My problem is they come, they want to be around, but um, let's say I I am who I am. How about my appearance, my house, it all matches, and that it it's, creates a problem. What she thinks she's better. Well, she, it's, it's, it's always a problem. Like, I'm not the person that they, they, you know, they say I am in the end. I'll be like, wow, I, I made you feel like that. That's the problem. I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, it, I really don't. It sounds like, really it don't. sounds like when you're having these discussions and let's, let's, you know, let's look at it thoroughly. It sounds like when we're having these discussions or when you're having these discussions, you're not constantly having discussions that involve how each other feels about one another. Right. I would say those discussions should take place at least three times a week. Oh. How do you feel about one another? Like, how many times do we get close to people talking about what somebody posted on Facebook? Talking about yeah. what somebody's wearing walking down the street? And we're sitting with a group of people that we supposedly know. You know? Talk about what each other feels about one, one another. Who do you think I am? Mm. Who do you think I believe in? What do you believe in? Start with your core values when you start forming these relationships. And it doesn't matter all the other things because your core values is what's going to keep people with you. Mm. We're talking about all relationships, right? All. All relationships, yeah. No, listen. So I'm, I'm going to give you guys an well, example. Personal relationships. We're talking about personal relationships. We right, about I don't know what happened. I met her. She's nice. We were friends. We talked. And, you know, in the process of talking and eating or whatever, she was like she was dating somebody married. That's not for me. That's not what I do. I didn't judge. But it's just like as you, I was sitting there eating with her. <laughs> I couldn't understand how she didn't understand that this man didn't love her. Like, like, like she kept, like every time I was like, huh? Like, I just didn't get it. I, I didn't understand how she didn't understand. Really, I didn't. But she got upset at me because I wasn't in agreement of it. Like she got upset at me like I was picking at her or something. And, and it wasn't even that way. I just, I just couldn't understand how she didn't understand he's married. And, and, and. That had different why. definitions of what love was. Oh. That didn't talk oh. about your core values. 
Yeah. Happy. That didn't establish Happy. the definition. The first thing you start a relationship, you define your terms right off the gate. You have to say, you know this is what love means. I got it. This is what honesty means. This is what loyalty means. What mm -hmm. are your principles? And establish them and make sure y'all have the same definition. Because how could you hold even accountable love? So how could you hold anybody accountable if they don't agree to your same definition? Yeah. No doubt. No they doubt. hold them accountable and they have a different definition. And she didn't want truth. She wanted validation. Right. 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 But that's what everybody, everybody wants, right? Everybody wants someone who's in agreement with them, right? So that's why the principles is important, right? Yeah. If y'all did hold the same principles, she would have had somebody who was in agreement with her. <laughs> oh, that's a, good, that's a good point, Mahogany. You know what I mean? But since okay. since y'all had different principles, it's the opposite, yeah, on the opposite side, yeah. And let me tell you, the first thing you want to do and establish, if you haven't already, is we all judge. Yeah. Don't run from that word. Judgment just means that. making an informed decision. Mm -hmm. That's all it means. So when you're like she's, married, she's with a married man, and that's not something that you agree with or condone, you're complicit. So when she comes, the, the wife comes and knocks on your door, you're you're part of it because you're with her. So everything she does, you she you co-sign by staying in the relationship. The word complicit. So do not judge it and tell her, listen, I'm not going down this road with you. So you gotta go down the whole road with her. When the man is doing the wrong, when you gotta the go wife down comes the whole after road her. With her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just know it's okay to say, listen. I have principles and I will judge you based on our agreement. There's a big mm -hmm. difference. I'm not judging you based on my beliefs. I'm judging you based on our beliefs. And that's why yeah. I have to establish your principles because you should have known she would date a married man. You get what I'm saying? So I missed that. I should have known what? I said you should have known she would date a man. She open the, she'll be open to date a married man because that should have been- Based on her principles. That should have been something y'all spoke about. Not saying no, no, you don't no, no, know no. everything. No, things a, don't I, come out of nowhere. It wasn't like a relationship. It was like a a friendship. Like I met. Oh her. no, no, that's what I mean. A friendship. A friendship. Right, but it's I. You're right, but I think I I figure, but I get what you're saying, one hundred percent. But it's like, shouldn't I? That's who she is. That's not who I am. Can you yeah. I know but how but how are you are. I can't I can't hear you. What you say, Mahogany? Oh. I said, well, how do you, you align with someone who is who 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 isn't about what you're about? Right. That? Okay. All right. I yeah, understand that, that, but a lot uh, everyone is not well, you know what I understand that. Now that we're talking about principles, I'm gonna readjust some things. Let's just say that. Okay, maybe
everything else will fall in place. Definitely. We're not talking about preference. I'm not telling you to make somebody like Red because you like Red. Yeah. I'm not telling somebody to make you like seafood because you like seafood. We're not telling you preferences. We're talking about principles. Principles are the foundation. So if you live with a person in the house, you share a room, they share a room, you're not telling them how to decorate their room. They're decorating their room based on how it looks for them. But best believe the rent's going to be paid, that foundation is going to be set. Because once those things are broken, then you, know, you owe me rent. The relationship is broken, right? Right. Yo, you just put a hole in the floor. The relationship is broken, right? Mm -hmm. So don't get caught up in, oh, we so different and I can't tell people how to live life. No, we agreed to make sure we take care of this house together. And every relationship you go in is a home that both people are agreeing to take care of. So every time they go out and they rob a bank, they are neglecting you at the same time. Just know that. Every time they go out and do something that they may want to do, but it's going not going to be aligned with you, they're cheating on you, whether they're friends or partners. They have to take you into account because they promise a commitment. Yeah, so you do. And best to be the best they can be in your life. One of the things that I that um that helped me along the way in regard to thinking about um making sure to establish principles with anyone I deal with is the same understanding. You see how everybody is campaigning about forget everybody. I'm about, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. That's a chant that has everything to do with fear and protecting themselves from other people hurting them. The reality is that's an unhealthy way of protecting themselves, but the healthy way of protecting yourself is by aligning yourself with your principles. Because once your principles are established and you understand what they are, now you're not putting yourself in a line of danger because now you know how to see who's for you and who's not. And they also, they also make sure that they stay away from you because they like, I, I'm not trying to step up like that. Mm -hmm. You set the standard. Yeah, the standard is different. They're not, they don't even want to deal with it. So now you get, you, you're able to establish the right type of relationships and not worry about trust issues and not worry about if this person's going to be here today, going tomorrow, wishy-washy and all that. You, that's oh, your no. protection. That's your armor right there. Oh, no. Well, I, I need to go better places because um, I'm going to touch on that lonely factor. It gets lonely being all, the one that has the most sex. Hmm? Word. Yeah, and it can't. Word. I'm just saying. Yes. It, yeah, it seemed like you the last of a dying breed. I'm sorry. Yep. What? So it's yep. like sometimes just for company. I'm sorry, Mahogany. Sometimes for company. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I have like set aside the principles. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. I think many people have until until they can't any longer. Okay. Yeah, until it burns them in the end. And then not... you become, and then at the end of the day, you become the villain. Yeah. Into a relationship, put your principles to the side, and then out of nowhere, you lash at the person because you weren't being yourself. Yep, yeah, that's the problem. So we got to do that. Be a problem. You got to maintain your set of principles mm -hmm. to be the GPS to the people that you want to be with. Understand, mm -hmm. let's be clear here. We're the love snobs. We believe in healthy relationships. 
You know what a healthy relationship is? It's running, it's eating vegetables. It's things that most people aren't doing, we're doing. And we're gonna leave you with this. If you join a church, you join a positive, anything positive, you're in a cult, you're being brainwashed, X, Y, and Z. You drink, smoke with your friends, your friends. I want y'all to look around y'all. Then you're cool. That's what the masses say is we say. The masses. Not I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that. Think about that. Anything positive, they're gonna say you change. You're different. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. Every time you're doing something that's quote unquote normal, it's a yeah. whole different or dead. So you gotta really establish what healthy relationships are. So yeah, you gotta get the idea of different out your brain. You gotta get the idea of I don't want to infringe my will on people. You gotta get that. You have to understand that you're not infringing anything. You're saying this is what I'm willing to accept. And if you right. check the box, understand this ain't gonna change. Because they said the foundation of friendship is positive reinforcement is one thing. That's the smallest thing. Then it moves on to consistency, which is the next thing. Then it moves on to vulnerability, which is the next thing. Once you have those three components, you have you have started building a relationship. You have started building a friendship. But don't call it love until you have dedication, devotion, honesty, and trust. And all of that is without a doubt. Then you call it love. Well done. And if you're really searching for love, you're searching for people who believe in a certain emotion. Meaning, I give you what you give me. It's not all about you. It's not all about I. It's about we. And their brain is thinking differently because it's about us. But on and that it's about note, wait, hold on. It's on. about quality over quantity too. So if you understand that too, like you're not going to have 15 people around you, but a good three or four, which should should be your sweet spot. Definitely. So, you know, we we, we we appreciate everybody for joining the discussion today. Yeah, this is another great discussion. Yeah, yeah, I know it's another great 10.30, so we on our way out next Monday. We'll have a beautiful topic. We hope everybody come back, you know, and tell people about it. Bring your friends, whoever needs to listen to it, and understand what we do. We relationship builders. Our website is being worked on right now, but... You know, our website's ready to be back up. And if you need any services, you know, come through. Yeah, let us know. It's going to be just you and us. And we're going to work through these issues because we believe love is a group journey. So start the journey with us. Absolutely. Yo, man, y'all got to start going past 1030, man. <laughs> you got to go past 1030. We got to keep it strict. So Ralph trying to hold hostage. Yeah, we got to keep it strict. But I appreciate but, but, all of y'all for coming through. Yeah, we no. appreciate everyone. If everyone didn't share, take the moment to share because this was another great discussion that will help a lot of people. And Mahogany as well. Keep doing what y'all doing. Appreciate you, Mahogany, too. Okay. I see hey, that. if y'all got the time tomorrow, y'all already know. Y'all already know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Juice, Dea. Thank Bye. you, Juice, Dea. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I Thank appreciate this conversation. See y'all next Definitely. Monday. Yes, right. you guys. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Oh, that was nice.